put it on so we can just talk. That's yeah. how we normally do it. Um, so what I have here is basically Rice Krispies. Okay. Okay. But good for the environment. Okay. Good. And your body. And your body. Yeah. And basically my approach is I have this almond milk that I like and then these freeze-dried strawberries because I always used to like Special K red berries a whole lot. Oh, okay. And then you just put in whatever cereal you want, add as many of these as you'd like. You're not limited to what Special K deems you <laughs> as an appropriate amount of freeze-dried strawberries. Okay. I do, I do love that there are three bags. Like, we each have our own bag. I just I just want you guys to know that the sky's the limit. Okay. Well, I really appreciate that because there's, there's an amount of guilt that you would feel if this was our Lucky Charms episode, yeah. someone brought the bag of marshmallows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a totally different yeah, situation. I'm... That'd be someone trying to kill us. But this is just a, like, there's a wholesomeness to yeah. the idea of a freeze-dried strawberry. Yeah. My whole life is trying to avoid the feeling of running out of marshmallows in the bowl of Lucky Charms. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't want to just be left with the Luckies. I want to yeah. make sure that there's always something left. So the idea that I can just, I'm an adult, I can buy my own freeze-dried strawberries. <laughs> I can put as many of them as I want to the bowl. It's a nice thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to subvert it. I'm going to have mostly strawberries and then pepper and well, some cereal. See, that's our freedom. That's yeah. the reason that... That's our free toy inside. Th th yeah. This is a beautiful power, but this is a power I know I abuse constantly. Do you know what I ate for dinner last week one of these nights? I just <laughs> bought a rotisserie chicken, and I just ate the whole damn rotisserie That's chicken. Yeah. a lot better than what I thought you were going <laughs> to Yeah. Okay, do you want to know what I ate for lunch that same day? Uh, jet puffed marshmallow cream. No, no, no. I, I went to... Checkers, Taco Bell, Long John Silver's, and KFC. What the fuck? <laughs> For lunch, it just got a little bit of something from everything. I was, I eat my feelings, whether if I'm happy, I'm gonna eat. If I'm sad, I'm gonna eat. If I'm bored, I'm gonna eat. You just said five restaurants. Yeah. I said four restaurants, I think. Let's recap, it was KFC, Taco Bell, Long John Silver's, and Checkers. And Checkers, okay. I got the fries from Checkers, because Checkers fries rule. I got clam strips from Long John Silver's because I'm a sucker for clams because I hate myself. Um, I got. I gotta say, clams are something I'd stay away from at a good restaurant. Let alone <laughs> yeah. Long John Silver's. I'm also the guy though who eats like gas station sushi and loves it. Oh, like I'm, I'm a fan of gas station sushi. I I have upgraded to Meyer sushi now. I prefer Meyer sushi. It's like also Thai. <laughs> and I got a beefy Frito burrito and a, um, a Baja blast from Taco Bell, and I finished it up with a little thing of popcorn chicken from KFC. Hmm. Now, did you eat everything as you went? So it was hot? I was trying not to, but then I, as I was waiting in line from one place to another, I got bored, and so I started eating, and yeah, no, by the time I got to the next place, I did not have the thing I'd bought before it. Except for the Baja, because I can't drink a pop quite that quickly. So it was the saddest four-course meal. <laughs> and I went back and finished my day, and it was a fine day. I had a good day oh, by the I end of it. One. Yeah. I I th This was like just two o'clock. <laughs> one o'clock I did this to myself, and then still had to be awake another seven hours as a real human. And you know what? This isn't gonna be the last time I do that. I know myself well enough. This, this won't be. And then again, I went home and ate a rotisserie chicken for dinner that same night. 
I've learned more and more lately just when people say something you think is crazy, just like support them, you know? <laughs> just be like, man, you'll figure it out. If that's your path, then. <laughs> Live your truth. You'll come around. Mm -hmm. There's the Grand Coney Island in um, Grand Rapids, and they recently announced they're going to have a Coney dog eating contest. Mm. Oh. And I feel like I could. So, to qualify for the big contest, you have to eat seven conies in, I think, half an hour. Okay. And you have to eat them as they come, so they're going to give you, like, the classic Detroit coney. I think they give you a, a Chicago dog. So, it's a couple different hot dogs you have to eat, and then you qualify for the coney dog eating contest. And I feel like I could get into the qualifiers, but the dudes who could eat, like... More the, the guys who like I can eat a ton of conies can definitely eat more conies than I could. My so, eyes are bigger than my stomach. What what toppings do they have on coney dogs? Coney dogs, Detroit style and <laughs> Chicago style. Well, I'm not well versed in the in the, the hot dog world. In, well, just I didn't know that there was local uh, versions of coney dogs. Well, so I, I think that the, I, I think the contest itself is going to be a coney eating contest. I think qualify you have to eat seven different kinds of hot dogs, one of which is the coney. Classic oh, okay. coney is going to be your um, uh, meat sauce. It's not quite chili. It's just a meat sauce and then you're going to have yellow mustard and onions. And that's all you need for a Detroit coney. Meat sauce is so much less appetizing <laughs> than the word chili. To me. Yeah. <laughs> uh. If if my previous story did not paint it, no, I'm a man with no shame, and I like to eat. So, yeah, I, I uh, it's not for lack of understanding. Right? <laughs> He's listened to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, hi, welcome to Free Toy Inside, season three. I'm your co-host Jordan McNaughton. I'm hot dog enthusiast Colin Ball, uh, and we have a wonderful guest here with us today, hosting us. Um, we have our first, uh, let me run through your, 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 your first <laughs> guest. IMDB. <laughs> you're, you're our first guest with a Wikipedia page. <laughs> and you're our first guest who has been on Netflix. So, Both uh, those things are technically true. Yeah. Yes. Uh, please welcome Jim Lil. Hey, everybody. He's, he's a musician and he's our friend. He's a musician. He's a teacher a podcaster he's a cool guy former star of a local production of newsies yes ever heard of it <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that is like one of my biggest memories of you though because it was the first time i like because i didn't know you that well and just seeing oh, like the the way your personality was coming through being in the middle of everything was really good to watch because you're this very like friendly guy but the moments were like you have to make a stand against something is very satisfying to watch because you're like you have this good wit to you where you can like cut someone with a barb and they're like yeah you got me ho ho alright I gotta say that um that that being your biggest impression of me <laughs> is so it's it, it feels a lot like uh my biggest impression of you which was eating <laughs> a habanero pepper <laughs> It feels like eating a habanero pepper a little bit because it like feels so good to reminisce about those days and also it kind of burns a little bit because it's like, crap, man, I was 17 years old. Here's the difference, <laughs> I didn't know Jim. what I was doing. Here's the difference. Did you shit yourself afterwards? Uh, but just for fun. <laughs> 
Uh, and the sad part is, that's not even my one habanero pepper story. That is one of two habanero pepper stories. But at least this one didn't end with my balls burning, so... Well, that's that's very good. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, I, I think that's just the first time I saw you in the center of things, because you've never been a guy who... Like, again, I, I think you're very charismatic. I really like you, but you've never been a guy who takes the attention of everyone. Especially growing up in, like, Portland. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people who will do that. Well, you know, I'm really happy to hear you say that because in my head I'm always worried that that I am that guy. I always feel like, um, looking back, I feel a little bit more like... Crap, man, four years ago, I was really just, like, crying out for attention when I was doing this, and I'm sure that what I was doing was so transparent to anyone who had life experience, but I didn't have it yet, so I thought I was still mm -hmm. being pretty subtle about about just wanting people to notice me, but uh, but if that's the impression you got, I think I did an okay job. Yeah, so. I, either that or I feel I'm good a, about that. Either that or I'm a complete rube, and, you know, no. both are possible. But no, I really think that, like, you just seem like such a fundamentally down-to-earth guy. And maybe it's just because we were surrounded by personalities that were not even close to subtly crying out for that same attention. Well, Jordan and I included. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, for the listeners, we went to high school together and primarily know each other, I think, through the summer theater program. Mm -hmm. In uh, in the town we grew up. Keep in mind, most of our listeners are probably in that same sort of theater program. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so because of that, yeah, I mean, summer theater is where probably some pretty eccentric people end up, and uh, and so I guess like when surrounded by that, I guess I blend in a bit more. But <laughs> there have been <laughs> definitely crowds where where I feel like uh, I stick out a bit. Wild. Um. Mm -hmm. What are we eating today, Jim? You've provided the cereal. Yeah, um. so I provided the cereal uh, a year ago. I found out that I had celiac disease, which is the thing where you can't eat gluten. Now, up until then, I'd been a very close-minded person to the idea of people who were, couldn't <laughs> order something because it had gluten in it because I thought, like, come on, that's only a thing if you have celiac disease. If you don't have that, then your body can digest gluten. It's not a big deal. You're just being fashionable. Mm -hmm. And then it turned out I had that thing. <laughs> so, uh... Would you say your world got flipped, turned upside down? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, no auntie and uncle involved. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. It's actually been the easiest food allergy to deal with, though, because all it does is eliminate uh, most of the garbage that I was <laughs> trying to cut out anyway, so it wasn't that bad. So um, what I have in front of me here is a crispy light granola cocoa crunch by a brand called Made Good. And that's a promise. It's basically like Cocoa Krispies, and then there's another one that's basically like, I guess, uh, regular Rice Krispies. And uh, it checks off a lot of boxes that are cool. Uh, it is non-GMO project certified, USDA organic. I'm just reading off the bag. I don't have this memorized. <laughs> Nut-free, gluten-free, serving of vegetables, all sorts of good. I see on the side it has a lot of things that like, it, it avoids those allergies. So it has peanuts, it has eggs, and sesame. And once you have one of those food allergies, yeah. your mind is blown by the amount of things that just have this in it casually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to be clear, it's saying it is free of all those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that... It'd be a, an interest, uh, like the flip side is yeah, just yeah. like this product has all of this in it. Allergens. <laughs> it's, it's a fucking mess. Yeah. Are you allergic to ants? 
Rams too. Holland. We got that. Cat hair. Uh, <laughs> fresh cut grass. Um, amoxicillin. Sorry, guys. We, we, we're checking all those boxes. God. Um, yeah. Um, but it's not just the cereal, though, that you have. Right. So the cool thing that I figured out when I was, uh, there was like a three-month, nah, not that long, but a couple-month period between me having a doctor's checkup and saying, hey, I've been touring in a band and, you know, sleeping in bunks for two years. My stomach's kind of hurt this whole time. <laughs> I think it's because gas station food and stuff, but yeah. then they gave me a test and they said, yeah, we think you have celiac. And I was like, there's no way that I've had this, because that's something you have from birth. You don't catch it. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and so... Uh, they had that test and they said, well, to know for sure, we have to do an endoscopy and, like, actually look at the insides of your body to see, and I was like, okay, cool. So, in that period between that checkup and the, uh, endoscopy, I had to eat gluten every single day for sure, so they knew if my body was reacting to it, which is... <laughs> that sounds, like, not a great... Diagnose, diagnostic approach. We think this is wrong with you. Do it. Yeah. Just do it a lot to make I gotta sure. say, things got low. Like, I was feeling bad before that. I was, I was calling to like, can we move this up at all? Because uh, the thing that was making me feel bad because I was accidentally doing it when I purposely do it every single meal is like, that's tough, but... Uh, one of the last things that I ate, because I found out all along the way, like, all these things that I really love, like, Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets. Oh, fuck because you live where they have lots of those. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have lots of those. So, just all sorts of things like that I figured out, uh, can't be had anymore. But, one of the things was Special K Red Berry cereal. Uh, I hadn't eaten cereal in forever, and then I was like, well, I can't have this anymore, so... Like the, I think the night before my uh, endoscopy, I bought Special K Red Berries and had it, and I was like, "Oh, this is so good! It's like ten out of ten good." And uh, and then later on, afterward, I figured out I saw these freeze-dried strawberries in the store, and I was like, "I can just make my own sort of version of that." And, uh, and so just whatever cereal doesn't have gluten in it, which includes like. Uh, most of the Chex cereals, like Cinnamon Chex is good. I think normal Rice Krispies, uh, Cheerios, but Cheerios are kind of cardboard, so I don't really yeah. count those. But plenty of cereals are, are gluten-free by themselves, and so I can just put the strawberries on. And uh, and then one thing I noticed, this is this was maybe a year before the celiac thing, is, uh, is dairy products started giving me trouble and making my stomach hurt and I thought it was just one of those things where it's like it's weird that we feast off of breast milk of other <laughs> animals till we're 20 anyway yeah. so maybe that's just it uh, but I found out that actually celiac when you don't take care of it can actually cause a dairy thing so so yeah today we have almond milk with uh, made good crispy light granola cocoa crunch and uh, freeze-dried strawberries so it's like, I mean, three years ago, if I saw myself eating it, I would have like called myself a douchebag. But <laughs> for like, oh, you think you're better than us? Putting together your fancy cereal meal, but it's actually really good. So. You no, know, this is actually delicious. This, yeah. I think, is the best thing we've eaten <laughs> on the podcast. I mean, 
definitely I'm a big Count Chocula fan, so like I think that there are probably better tasting cereals. I, I, like I, I love garbage. So some <laughs> of the the sugary cereal we've had has been very good, but this this feels good. Like it feels good to eat it. I don't feel any guilt and, and it's genuinely tasty yeah i haven't listened to every episode so is there like a is there a clubhouse leader in the taste of cereal so far um i think we differ on that quite a bit though yeah well for each of you then yeah because i think my number one always goes back to cinnamon toast crunch yeah uh, that, cinnamon toast crunch is solid he's been repping that from the beginning i think for me it really does fluctuate i'm a very mercurial person there are those I'm the kind of guy who, on a whim, will eat a whole rotisserie chicken. Some days I'll be like, you know what? Oreo oats are the best cereal in the world. I'm going to eat the family-sized box. I'm just going to go to town. That's going to be my breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and snack, everything in between. I'll agree. Oreo oats are a strong cereal. They are excellent. Even the Malto Meal off-brand one, still really good. I haven't had those. I like what Oreos do to the milk. They yeah. do a really good job at that. Some cereals, like... I don't like Fruity Pebble Milk, mm. but like some other cereals are really good about There's it. There's this weird almost film that develops with certain cereals and the milk, and it just, it, it changes the texture in a really weird way, but also I realized because we're drinking soy milk and <laughs> almond milk and all these like non-dairy milks, I think the cereals will genuinely react differently because they've done they've done studies. The reason why we use milk is because milk works the best for getting what we want from it. So maybe like, you know, maybe these cereals that I think make bad milk just make bad non-dairy milk. <laughs> maybe. And uh, th another thing about Fruity Pebbles is I've played a lot of bars. I've mm -hmm. played a lot of clubs and venues. And at about 50% of these bars, clubs, and venues across America, when you go into the guy's bathroom and go to the bathroom, the urinal cake smells like Fruity Pebbles. Oh. <laughs> it ruins the cereal for me. I would imagine. <laughs> and, and you're not... You're not drunk enough to forget that, I'm sure. No, generally not. Generally not. So uh, that is one thing we haven't really touched on. Uh, you know everything about Jim's dietary life, but you don't know much about like his <laughs> actual professional life. And again, like we talked about your... Uh, start uh, in Newsies in a local <laughs> theater production, but you're you're an actual bona fide performer. You play music professionally. Yeah, that's weirdly <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> Got one, guys. Yeah, um, yeah. I think a hundred percent of the dollars I've made since college have been music related, which is a huge point of pride and just. So weird to get used to. So, but uh, it's very cool. So you, so you you play guitar. You play country guitar, right? Yeah, country guitar. That's and, I feel very comfortable pigeonholing myself. <laughs> uh, I've worked hard being a country guitarist, and, uh, and I'm very happy that that it's easy to describe. Because for a lot of people, they're like, "Well, I play country, but I really like blues." but I like rock stuff a lot too. And for me, I'm super happy. I can just say I'm a country guitar player. <laughs> I see, but that's like so interesting to me because my next thought was, how do I not pigeonhole you? Because you're, you are an extremely talented guy. It feels like everything that you approach through determination or talent or a combination of the two, you end up figuring out pretty well because it's not the only instrument you can play. Right, I do play more than that. And that's because of... Uh... Well, it's because 
<clears throat> I like the sounds of certain types of recordings and other mandatory elements of those recordings include like bass, drums. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, banjo, pedal steel, those are big ones. And when I came to college, I thought that like, I, I was going to Nashville, Tennessee, and I thought like everyone there would be playing all these country instruments and like almost no one <laughs> did. So I sold a guitar amp and bought just the cheapest used banjo the cheapest used Dobro, which is like a acoustic guitar with a hubcap on it, kind of, and then uh, the cheapest used pedal steel I could, and then just started. Did the place that you buy these from also sell alligator jerky? <laughs> it kind of feels like I'm buying the cheapest country uh, like instruments I can. You know, there is some alligator jerky down there. <laughs> I'm a fan of alligator jerky. I've yeah, had it. I think that um, I'm pretty sure I just bottom used on Craigslist. That's generally what I do is there's a site called Reverb.com that's kind of like eBay for music mm -hmm. gear and then Craigslist and I buy pretty much everything there. I've had a couple endorsement deals that have helped uh, but I almost, unless I have to, unless there's no other option, like I usually don't buy stuff just like new from a store mm -hmm. uh, just because I want to, you know, make the dollar stretch as far as I can go. For sure. For sure. Um, I feel like I had a question to ask at the end of this, and I just, um, well, I mean, if, if people wanted to hear, you know, we're, we're a serial podcast, you know, we mm -hmm. talk about other stuff. Like hot dogs. Like hot yeah. dogs. Or, but if people wanted to know more about your music stuff, is there, is there any way they could listen to that? <laughs> wow. Wow. What a, what, what a force. But yeah, let's, let's see this. Go to Collins Hot Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to that website. It's different than you think, actually. Yeah, yeah now we have to buy that. <laughs> yeah, let me do a quick check. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I think that if people just go to YouTube and type in Jim Lil, L-I-L-L, -L -L, then there's a good chance that something will pop up that I'm okay with you seeing. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. Did you ever consider Lil L? Just like putting a space in there? Little so, L. Yeah, like, mm. I guess if your career went a different way. Well, I mean, country and hip-hop have had a lot Lil, of meaning over the years. Well, yeah. no, Lil Wayne did a rock album. Not well, a didn't album. LL Cool J and Brad Paisley? We don't talk about that. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> no, Fair enough. About that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, next question. Or, um, uh, uh, dude, I, I'm I, a Brad Paisley fan, and that's... Right. <laughs> that's, uh... Like, I'd rather just take time to talk about other songs of his if we're going to hit Brad Paisley. <laughs> oh, who are the country guys that kind of do some rap and hip-hop? Florida, Florida Georgia, Georgia Line. Line. They had They're a couple the remixes. Um, Sam, Hunt. Sam Hunt. He's Sam a guy. Hunt. He is a guy. <laughs> I, I am positive that Drake is going to make a country album within the next five years. Justin Timberlake has had some crossover. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, Drink You Away was on country radio for a few months. And... Not a bad song. Darius Rucker. Darius Hootie Rucker. Hootie himself. Kind of racist to lump him in with the rap group. <laughs> no! I'm saying he, he started his own, damn it. Of all the people, were you accidentally racist? Oh, no! Oh, okay. oh no! What a callback. Uh, oh, that's good. Yeah, Darius has because he was a uh, he was just a 90s rock guy. And yeah. Nice 90s soft rock uh, guy. Benny. Started singing consonants instead of just vowels. <laughs> a lot of a lot of punk guys end up making like folk or country. Yeah, later one on of my career. friends a few years ago uh, co-wrote was co-writing with Lit, which if you guys remember, <laughs> yeah, my own most yeah. yeah. Tell me why. <laughs>
That's that was, incredible. That was strange. That's incredible. Um, I so so uh, you know, Colin and I were talking. We we're pre preparing for this, trying to do some prep work. Because you're like a real guest. Like, the the yeah. rest have been like our neighbors and friends, who I love. But you're like a real person who I'm trying to impress and, just a little. And bit. so I went to try to listen so to you. So you weren't trying to impress Taryn Arwood. <laughs> oh, okay. Every day of my life, I'm trying to impress Taryn. Arwood. I live with Taryn Arwood. Anytime I'm walking through the house without you know, and just my boxers, that's my time to impress Taryn Arwood. I think about Taryn Arwood once a week, every week, Good. because he looks so much like the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> hey. Like, uh. every time I see Sean Payton on TV, I just think, like, ah, oh, Darren Harwood. <laughs> <laughs> and so this is going to be really good because um, a past and future guest, friend of the show, Emma Schneider, consistently complains about us talking about things that are too Portland. And so <laughs> we're getting it all out in this episode. From here on out, we're never, ever talking about our hometown of Portland, Michigan ever again. So, Emma, this is the last one you have to deal with. I promise. I mean, I encourage the Portland talk. I think it's hilarious yeah. to hear the outside. I was so... I can't describe to you the amount of joy I felt when you guys brought up Fight Week. <laughs> oh, oh. Because I had not thought about Fight Week in so long. And it was also funny because when you got when you said like the aliases of the two dudes involved, <laughs> I really had to rack my brain to think about who those two dudes were. Uh, I think I remember one of them because of clues given in a different story. <laughs> yep. Uh, but the other one... Did does he share a first name with one of our closer friends? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Then I do remember him. <laughs> I gotta put on a jacket. I turned off the no, that's jacket fine. here for the recording. <laughs> do the same thing at home. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, what about Portland? Well, what I, about Portland? Do you want to talk about? Well, I, I do want to say this. I, I'm genuinely surprised that you listen to our podcast. I'm super <laughs> pleased by it. Like it, it really like. I appreciate it immensely. But also, after telling those stories, I now do worry a small bit about who else might still listen to this kind of stuff. And It's got to be whoever you're friends with, because, like, I, I do not... Uh, I, I don't maintain contact with many of the people I went to high school with. Um, haven't kept them on friends since Facebook. Uh, in fact, I want to... I want to dig this up. Um, someone at this table I wasn't friends with on Facebook um, until just now. Uh, and it's you, it's you, Jim. Yeah? It's you. I, I unfriended you a, a few years back on a whim, trying to keep those numbers down. You know, I thought it was cool to have low numbers. And also, one time in high school, Colin and I pretended to have a punk band. And, okay. yep, and we were posting lyrics. And you told me I couldn't rhyme the word sent, spelt S- E N S E with the word sense spelled C E N T, <laughs> and I was like, that makes me mad. Oh, uh, I'm sorry about no, that. No, it's okay. I yeah. have, I'm glad someone back then was trying to stop us. No, no, no. I am. I have cleaned up my online presence so much <laughs> since then, and my 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 habits. Facebook is a is a drug. Yeah. It's a oh, weird yeah. drug and when I look back at how I acted on Facebook when I was in high school and and embarrassingly in college too, I just think like why was I 
I was like, I felt like I was shooting a slingshot at the moon or something. <laughs> like, there's no chance any of the words I say could actually have an effect on people. Yeah. So I'm just going to go big. Yeah, you I'm going to take huge swings. And I'm going to be, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to do. That, I was that, trying to, I, like, everyone did that. That's what, that's. Yeah. So since then, I've, I've definitely cut back on that. And I've, uh, I, I don't know if it's because I think small numbers are cool, but I've definitely, like, I, on like, Facebook, I've I've unfriended, unfollowed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Just whenever I feel like, I want to see what Facebook is like without this person posting <laughs> all the time. And I can go back and friend them whenever I want to if I exactly. feel like I want that person back in my life. And 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 also, I'm not on there enough anymore for it to really to matter. Yeah, you're gonna, so, you're gonna see like what the people posted that like week. Maybe even yeah, a few days, and you're much. like going to check out well, for months. Here's the big thing I've been doing recently. Recently, being like the past two years, I guess. That's is pretty recently. Well, I that's mean, a long time to do one thing. Yeah, yeah. It's what I've been doing for Facebook is I've found I've just noticed that ninety percent of the things I see aren't things from my friends. They're things that other people tag my friends in, mm -hmm. or things that my other friends like, or things that my other friends share. So yeah. like. Uh, so and so will share something from some meme page. Yes. And, Always with the memes. Uh, and or someone will share something from a political thing, or someone will share something for a music thing. Whatever it is, one hundred percent of the time, indiscriminately, I will hide. You can click the arrow and hit mm -hmm. hide all from uh, dank memes dot your mom <laughs> or whatever, and then. Hide that. Check that URL. We yeah. need it. Well, we need we need that in Collins Hot Dogs. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then also, uh, more. This is more with like music friends, I think. But with music friends, I've done a couple gigs with. Then they like go home for Thanksgiving, and their mom tags them in like seventy mm -hmm. photos, and it's just like, oh, you play guitar with. Uh, with 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 Sam Martinez, hide all from Jeanette Martinez, <laughs> whatever it is, and. Uh, and that's cleaned up my feed like a lot. So now when I log on, I can just spend thirty seconds seeing the actual things that happened. Yeah. And then log off, and what? I can see whether or not someone. The thing I want from Facebook is I want to know if someone got a new job. I want to know if someone graduated college. I want to know if someone like you know got engaged or met yeah. their celebrity heroes or went to a concert. I like yeah. seeing that stuff a lot, but it gets kind of cluttered by it gets lost. people trying to just impress other people. And that's what yes. I used to do, and now yes. I try not to. <laughs> and that's probably a real smart thing for me to start looking into because I'm still friends with a lot of people that we went to school with because I feel like it is the, these are people that I should... That I am interested in. I want to see like how everyone is doing afterwards. Yeah. You put a little sock into everybody. Yeah, it, it's I, I really, you know, and this is very cliche, small town stuff to say, <laughs> but you know, when we graduated, I didn't realize how much these people meant to me <laughs> until they weren't. Around. But no, really though, like I, I'm more invested in the random person from our class's life than you know, the stranger on the street. So even yeah. if it's not someone I particularly like, I'm still like. Finger crossed, hoping they're doing well. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Like, if I ran into... Um, it, it's because I didn't know how little I would see all those people because I didn't know a life where I didn't see them every day. Right. So, like... And I always think that things are going to be cyclical for some reason, even though they're kind of linear. Like, uh, you know, you just get older and you grow apart more. But 
Yeah, if I was walking down a street in Nashville and I saw Audrey Dorsham on the street, I'd freak out. And the <laughs> next two days would be spent like just uh, hanging out and catching up, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, and and I feel like that's just something that that's just something that I didn't realize about myself because I kind of did take it for granted that those 150 people that we were in a class with would. That's also a special case though, because Audrey Dorsham was cool as shit. <laughs> yeah, I know she she is. I didn't I didn't want to name someone that was like mediocre. <laughs> Jim, you know, I, I think naming me would have been like that right mediocre <laughs> level. But no, I it, it, it is great. Like I enjoy seeing these people, and you know, I'm glad that they're doing well. That's the thing is that you hope that these yeah. people are just doing well, even if they're, they're a yardstick dead. for mediocrity. I hope you're doing well. So Jordan also brought up again that you are the only friend of ours who has ever been on Netflix. Is that true? Is no one else? I couldn't imagine. Can't think. Well, because you 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 were in a few seconds of a documentary. A few seconds, uh, yes. <laughs> a brief amount. But I think that's actually a cool story, though. I think like that is like a really interesting reason why you were in that. Man, I never get to talk about this story, and uh, are, are and you being sarcastic? Because I, I don't know you well no, enough no, no, to know no. who you are. Nobody in that. Well, basically, no one in Nashville that I hang out with. Is like a comedy person? Is a comedy person, okay. yeah. I mean, it, it's, so like, I want to tell this story every day of my life. It's the coolest <laughs> thing that's ever happened right, to me. All right, well, here's your platform. And the most random and definitely the least, uh, like, like I've, I've met a couple of my heroes a few times mm -hmm. because they're in music and so it's feasible that like okay if you're in music and you mm -hmm. like these things and then you kind of drift toward that other circle you can meet some people that you look up to yeah, but right. this was insane and never should have happened and <laughs> happened so um, it all kind of traces back to my love of the TV show community oh yes yeah. Which is to this day my favorite TV show and uh, brings me much, much joy. Recently it was Halloween, so I went back and watched the um, epidemiology episode yeah. where they all turn into zombies. One of it's many still perfect so episodes. good. It's so good. Introduce me to Abba. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the last scene where Troy is going through in the power loader suit from Aliens <laughs> and like he has this big. Like idea of it's gonna work so well and immediately starts falling apart. I think it's one of the funniest pacings in comedy. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's it's a perfect show. And um, when I went to college, it was season three. It just started my first semester freshman year, and so that uh, that helped me stay sane. And mm -hmm. uh, and it was a show that was in trouble. The network didn't appreciate it as much as they should have because they didn't know how to measure the love of young people on the internet. They only mm -hmm. knew how to measure the love of old people with Nielsen boxes. So mm -hmm. uh, The show's in trouble. They ended up firing their creator, Dan Harmon. So Dan Harmon started publishing a podcast called Harmontown. It was right when I started getting into podcasts. So Harmontown and Nerdist were the two podcasts that I like listened to everything that came out, basically. And... Uh, Harmontown was my favorite. They went on a tour. The tour stopped through Nashville. And me and a friend went to the Harmontown show. I brought my guitar because I had my guitar everywhere. And they mentioned in the previous show, like, we're going to Nashville next week. Bring your guitar or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, well, I will take you literally. And uh, <laughs> I will do that. So I showed up. 
walked in the door, had my tickets, and it was at Zany's Comedy Club in Nashville. And at Zany's Comedy Club, there's not a lot of room. They pack it in with tables so they can sell tickets. Mm -hmm. And uh, the guy at the door said, hey, you're going to need to leave your guitar back here in the ticket booth. And I was like, can I just set it next to me? And he's like, no, man, the waiters won't be able to get through and stuff. And at that exact moment, Jeff Davis from Who's Line comes out on stage. He's the other guy in Hermantown and said, hey, uh, we're... We're not allowed to play licensed music because we're filming a documentary right now. So does anyone here have like a guitar or something and can like play some music while people walk in? Because it was cold that day, it was like mm -hmm. January. And so they let people in the door early, but they didn't have any music. So people mm -hmm. were just sitting around in silence. Dan and Jeff Weird. were doing like shots in the back or something with some other fans. And uh and I was standing there with my guitar ready to give it to the guy and then I just like raised my hand and I was like, I have a guitar. I was about to ask, and then, <laughs> did, did an overhead light suddenly get yeah. doubly bright on you? It was insane. It was the craziest uh, moment of good fortune. So so the guy was like, oh, yeah, well, go, go ahead, go ahead. So uh, Jeff met me uh, and said, hey, I'm Jeff. And I was like, I'm Jim. He's like, Jim, cool. Uh, can you play unlicensed music for us? <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I memorized music as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I just got it all right here. <laughs> Cop. Uh, uh, so I, I got on stage. Dustin Marshall, who was the podcast producer uh, and the, the, the guy behind Feral Audio, which had a lot of podcasts that I really enjoyed. Uh, he said, what do you need? I'll get you whatever you need. And I was like, just give me a mic for the guitar and a mic for my vocal. And, uh, and I sat up there for 20 minutes and just ran through a bunch of songs I'd written. And then at the end of it, when I was feeling like, all right, I'm, I'm running out of stuff mm -hmm. and I feel like we're close to showtime. So I said, all right, everybody, uh, turn the cameras off. I'm going to break the rules a little bit. And I played the community theme and then walked off stage and everyone loved it and sang along. Mm -hmm. It was magical. It was really cool. And uh, as soon as I got off stage, I was like backstage. They started the show. I missed the first 10 minutes of the show because backstage they were, had like cameras and were like interviewing me about it and stuff. They were okay. just getting as much footage as yeah. I could of everything. Being good filmmakers. Yeah, and uh, at that time I did not have a YouTube channel. I had not seen myself in front of a camera before. <laughs> I had, and I was just completely like, my, I was yeah. shaking. My brain yeah. was in a different place. So I think I just made a fool of myself in those like <laughs> interviews. I like didn't. I can't remember what I said, but I ended up walking out front and uh, and my friend who I brought there, who was a senior when I was a freshman, and we both like community. I just kind of like left him at the table. Yeah. <laughs> I remember him asking me like, like. Dude, why do you have your guitar? And I was like, I don't know, just in case. And then 30 seconds later, I'm on stage. Uh, yeah, and I was backstage, came back out front, uh, and Dan eventually invited me up during the podcast. So this is mm -hmm. episode 27 of Harmontown. You can hear all this happen. And uh, and I play, <laughs> I play a Nashville version of Pringles Dick, which is <laughs> Jeff's uh, improvised song that he made up. Great. And uh, and then we, Dan rapped over my guitar, freestyle rapped <laughs> to what was then the Harmontown theme. Okay. And uh, 
Wow. It was uh, it was pretty great. That night is also notable because uh, someone brought moonshine and Dan drank it. Oh and it no! Got, and it was like narratively uh, uh, an important night of that tour. <laughs> and uh, so you can see me for a few seconds in the Netflix documentary on stage as Dan dances around stage rapping and I'm great playing guitar. You can hear me playing guitar for longer than you can see me because. There's a part somewhere in there with the Nashville thing where you can hear my, uh, you can hear me playing guitar. Your unlicensed yeah. music. My unlicensed music that I signed a waiver, I think, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would your moment be like for that, Jordan? So he got oh to meet with one of his big inspiration, like a person he really likes in a field different than he's in, and got to use the field he's in to do something cool. Like, what would you? <clears throat> Do you have a version of that that you could do? There's a picture of me uh, on Dan Harmon's Instagram from okay. 2013 because he took a selfie of us backstage afterward, mm -hmm. posted it, and John Hodgman liked it. <laughs> so John I feel his senior face. Yeah, that's that's so weird. Uh, did did it, I keep? I've been ragging my brain to come up with a way to make a Starsborn joke, and I just <laughs> I can't put the pieces together. Something about Dan Harmon tracing your nose with his finger, but I, it doesn't it doesn't play. What was your question? So, what would I do? You, you, what, what, what's your? Do you have a version of that story that you could imagine? I think for me, it'd be like if I was at. Guy Fieri's restaurant, mm -hmm. and I'm sitting there eating like a damn good burger, and then all of a sudden he's like, shit, who knows how casting spells as a bonus action works in Dungeons and Dragons, and I'd be able to go up there and be able to explain oh, the rules. Shit. That would this be my moment. level mage does. <laughs> if you got to teach Guy Fieri about d, &D oh my god. That, that would literally be a fever dream. Uh, oh man, I I'm trying he, to rack my dreams now, because I feel like I've had a dream where I've done something like that. I bet he'd be fun to play with, though. I bet he'd yeah. like have a hell of a time doing it. I cast Booyah Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, that's the thing. I love seeing these like celebrities I like that being a nerd is not quite so ostracizing anymore no. and I appreciate that all these people who are cool are coming out and be like yeah no Dungeons and Dragons rules no I, I so I think my version is that I'm at like uh, like a store like maybe a Walmart a Target maybe probably a Target okay and um, I'm shopping and I see someone trying to reach something on the top shelf and it's Tom Cruise Ooh. and I, I get to reach up and grab it from the top shelf and use my skill set to help this guy really like Tom Cruise uh, and give him give him what what he's looking for. So I think that's, that's my good. situation. Yeah. Do, do, do you think he like brings you through the rest of the store with him, Justin? Oh yeah, I. I <laughs> and then, I, then like when he gets to um, check out, he like asks you to give it. Like he asks for your wallet, you won't give it to him. And then he just turns to you and yells, "Show me the money!" <laughs> Do you think he'll do that? Is that is that part of the No, dream? I was going to say he'd be like, oh, I'll, I'll buy what are, oh, what are you getting? I'm here for, uh, I don't know, I got some root beer, thanks, Tom. And, I don't think uh, I'd, I, I wouldn't give Tom Cruise my wallet. Yeah. Like, that'd no. be sketchy. Yeah. Why would he need my wallet? Yeah, that, he I was, was just trying to make a show. I would, money he's joke. in Top Gun. I would trust Ethan Hunt. If Ethan Hunt needed my wallet, I would trust he needs it. That's true. <laughs> oh, boy. Edge of Tomorrow, pretty well. good. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow, really underratedly good. good. It's yeah. it's one of those things I think that people forget the Tom Cruise rules. Yeah, I was, I liked Tom Cruise every second of that movie. Yeah, I was. Uh, 
like I feel like when I think of Tom Cruise now, I just think of the South Park version of Tom Cruise, yeah. and I forget he's actually like incredibly talented actor. <laughs> it's hard because South Park has ruined a lot of actual people yeah. because I just can't not think of the South Park version of them. Yeah, and it's like that with other things too, like um. Uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker have literally shaped everything I know about the Mormon faith. Like, every I've seen Book of Mormon, like, performed before, and I've seen enough episodes of South Park, and I literally, I feel bad because I can't take it seriously, not even for a second. I was listening to an interview with uh, one of the two, no, it was both of them, I think. I think it might have been Nerdist, but Matt and Trey were on a podcast, I was listening to this interview, and they said that they were talking about how South Park has permeated culture, and uh, they said that like their kid, one of their kids, like came up to him and like or, I don't know, they were in conversation. And the kid like called it, called his dad a derp or something, and his dad was like, "What did you just say?" And he's like, "A derp, dad. Don't you know what a derp is? Gosh!" And he's like, "Yeah, look it up." And the kid looked it up and it said origination. Matt Parker, <laughs> Trey Stone, <laughs> Trey Parker, no. Matt Stone, yeah. <laughs> whichever way it is. <laughs> So the kid, like, insulted his dad with a word he made up in, like, 1998. God, and I just, I'm imagining this future now where you said their kid, and <laughs> I would love if they were co-parent, like, that, that would be a great reality. I think they is the safest pronoun right now. For sure. Yeah. I, I, think, I think there's almost never any reason not to, unless you know specifically, like, the, the person would prefer to have a gendered version of it too, but also like, it's kind of good just to like, I like the idea that sometimes you use they, not because you're not sure what uh, gender they prefer, because you're not sure how many of them are there at any time. <laughs> like, yeah, they I'm went- I'm not sure how many Jakes you are. <laughs> Listen, I, I firmly believe that I have encountered two people in a trench coat and I didn't realize it. I just assumed there's a tall man in a trench coat and I just accepted it as truth and I think that was a mistake. So I think the only safe thing is to refer to everyone as they until I know for a fact that they are not two or more separate humanoids. Yeah, whenever I'm confronted with anyone in a trench coat, I err on the side of safety. Yeah. If someone's in a trench coat, it's for one of two reasons. Show me how many people you are. Either they are two people or they're one naked person. And you know what? I'm not ready to deal I with either of those truths. Under, no, I gotta see what's under the coat. I, I gotta know. Can I talk about your Halloween costume? Can you talk about your Halloween costume? Sure. Uh, so, and I, I have a way to tie this all in. So, uh, here's a good Portland story. One day we arbitrarily decided to have Epic Pants Day. I think this was our like sophomore this. I'm year. I'm pretty sure I remember this. Yeah. And so we we were a bunch of theater nerds and stuff. And so we had like these super shiny elastic like lycra dance tights. We had them in like gold and pink and silver and everyone wore them one day on some arbitrary whim and we had Epic Pants Day and Jim joins us for his Epic Pants Day wearing a pair of jeans and a sticky note on which he has written the word yes. Epic. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that's how that story ended. I couldn't remember. <laughs> Jim, are you telling oh me you would not necessarily remember if you wore bright bubblegum pink shiny dance pants? No, I was, I was more afraid afraid that I wore pants that somehow conveyed that I was homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it all comes out. I, don't, don't, don't worry, you, you, you were in on we the right I think you got it. Takedown podcast. Uh, I, I, I don't know what those pants would look like. 
But that's what I, yeah, I do remember wearing the, like, hello, my name is Epic or something. Yeah, like yeah, I think that's exactly it. Um, another um, story that features Audrey Dorschmer, you still rule. Um, oh, gosh. And really, I want to bring that story up not only because it's a good Portland story. Just we got to get... Habaneros, just spiritual <laughs> habaneros. We, I don't we, know where this is going. We, we just got to get, we just got to get all the Portland stories out of the way right now. And then, this Wednesday was Halloween. And That's I had true. some people over at my house. We were playing some um, Jackbox games, okay. um, just having a time. And Jordan shows up. Um, not most of, most of us aren't wearing Halloween costumes. And Jordan shows up. And I believe that one of our friends asked Jordan, "Are you wearing a Halloween costume?" Yes. And Jordan's response was, "I half-assed it." And we're like, "Okay, he just didn't really do a costume. Cool." He he sits down. The party goes on for like another five minutes or so, and you're like standing up in front of people very purposely. <laughs> and do do you have to point it out to someone? Or does someone just uh, catch it? I I I go across the room to sit down, thinking, "Oh, someone must have." figured it out and I like look for eye contact and I make it with Jess one of your roommate's girlfriends and I like look and then she asked me are your pants ripped? And I said no I half assed it and I cut one of the ass cheeks out of my pants um so I like made my own half assless chaps nice um, yeah. the, the, the pants and underwear you could see an entire cheek of Jordan's <laughs> nice and I, that takes a confidence that I wouldn't have I a cheek of Jordan sounds like like a gaggle of geese. <laughs> I, I do think the increments of Jordan would be buttloads. Well, here, well, no, this is only tangent. My my leg is a meter long. That is an increment of Jordan. This leg, it's a meter. You can measure stuff with. Is it really? Yeah, at least as of high school. So I don't think I've grown since then. We had to do. We had to. It was for physics class, and they're like, go around and like measure shit in the room and. Like to teach you the metric system or something. Oh man, I know exactly what happened next for ninety percent of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, so Travis Clark comes up to me and he's like, um, "Let me measure your leg." And he's, and then he just put it against the, <laughs> he put the the yardstick next to it. I was like, "Oh shit, that's that's that or the meter stick or whatever." So yeah. it was wild. It was wild. Interesting. It was an accident. Yeah. And. It is cool that you now have, like, this inherent measurement system. Because, I mean, people think about that with, like, a foot. You know, like, oh, if my foot was exactly a foot, you measure things out perfectly. Or, I mean, you measure horses by hand. It's kind of cool that you have, like, this built-in measurement system. by hand? Yeah, I yeah. forgot about that, that tidbit. Yeah, horses are measured by hands. Whose hands? Like, horse hand, j Jandy? <laughs> Jandy? My brain is broken today. But no, I, it, they're just measured by hand. Horses are weird. Standard I, hands? I don't know, Jordan. I, I'm someone who is afraid of horses and I have more <laughs> horse knowledge than I want. Did you know that horse hooves are actually just like fingers? And they're just fingers that grew really long and the hoof itself is just like fingernails that can yield into one big thing. Horses are spooky. So like a horse's leg is like a finger and the hoof is like the nail? No, no. So the horse leg is like a leg all the way. And then you reach the ankle of the horse. Okay. And there's no hand. It's just fingers. And the fingers <sighs> turn into a hoof. More terrifying if the horse just had like... Like a, a like fingers, yeah, and they could sneak up on you. 
<laughs> just like, oh, like uh, imagine all the tiny clopping though of like the horse fingers on the ground. I love it. Oh, I I didn't know that. Wait, so like as far as hands go, is that is a horse like seven hands high or like ten hands long? Yes. Yes. Okay. So so you, I think you measure them in all dimensions. Over a two by four horse. Look like. Does, does it, does it, pony? does it like weigh a certain number of hands? No, no, I, I was trying to just think. don't have a pile of separate hands. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like the Knox, you know, they've got like the gold standard and then there's the hand standard. <laughs> it's just this pile of hands well, I, I, My thought is you could measure them by how many hands they eat. So they're as heavy <laughs> as the hands they could eat. I don't know. I, I have a lot more horse knowledge than I ought to for someone who doesn't like horses. Do you want to just give? some of it away like as soon as you say it, you can forget it That's you know the... okay so so i we're getting rid of all portland conversation and all horse knowledge in yeah. this one podcast that's good because emma was a horse girl um so i'm gonna put the horse tangents on hold for now i will say one thing about horses the last horse experience that i had was uh a few months ago i did a sub date with a with a girl who is sponsored by budweiser if you're sponsored by budweiser you got to go play the budweiser factory in st louis like once a year or something like that so it was like us claire dunn frankie ballard and we all got like a vip tour of the budweiser factory okay. mm -hmm. now as someone who can't eat wheat and generally doesn't <laughs> drink alcohol i figured that this would be like a boring like yeah. whatever I'll be part of the team and I'll go along, but uh, we got to meet the Clydesdales. That's where they wow. have the Clydesdales. Oh. And those Clydesdales, uh, there are two people that we met. There might have been more of them, but we met two people whose job is Clydesdale maintainers. Like, she, one girl had, like, a degree in, uh, in like, ho horse... Horse, what was it? Horse science. That's what it was. <laughs> I remember it because it sounds like an old timey way to say fake science. <laughs> That's horse science. Yeah, so she had a degree in horse science and her job was maintaining the Budweiser Clydesdales, which are the most beautiful creatures in the world and 100% muscle. Yeah. They're like 2,500 pounds. And what's crazy is like the muscles ripple and bulge in a way that they look like. Um, like the CG Tony Shalhoub where his face is all thumbs and spy kids. Yes. We are both very familiar. Yeah. Like Shit. that's what they, they just, it's just like oh. smooth body with these just bulging ripples. Oh. That, it's, it's crazy. Congrats. I'm Bob. more scared of horses now. I mean, congrats to that girl. She got one of the two jobs you can get with a horse. Degree. <laughs> well, here's my question. Is it? One horse scientist per Clydesdale, or is well, there? He said there was two. Well, there was two that, that he saw. That I met, oh, but they shit. might rotate or something. I don't know. They uh, the horses are very well maintained. They like braid red and white ribbons into their mane, and their tail is like That's... trimmed a certain way, and their coat is like all shiny and all stuff. Lucky horses. The thing that I thought is just like what. A display of capitalism that uh, yeah. that they make so much money by having a horse mascot that they can employ these people to <laughs> just maintain a symbol of beer. Yeah. How does how do horses represent beer? I don't know, but like they just have them. I, I'm sure that there's an actual like story of them pulling a wagon full of beer from St. Louis to San Francisco or something. So now I'm interested. I I guess I realized those horses were real, but I hadn't really thought about it. Was 
Seth McKenzie a real dog? <laughs> like, obviously it was a dog they used in commercial, but was it like someone's dog? Did they hang out with that dog? Yeah. Like, did that dog shit on someone's carpet? Maybe. I mean, I know that in Hollywood there's like one monkey that's in everything. Like, the mm -hmm. community monkey and the hangover monkey are the yeah. same monkey, and that monkey was on. Are you sure that's not just shows? Ken Jong's monkey? <laughs> I don't think it's Ken Jong's monkey. Ken Jong sounds like a curd. <laughs> Ken Jong must be pretty familiar with that monkey, though, if he's worked with it in two different formats. That's though. actually like a decent fantasy football team name is Ken Jong. <laughs> Do you play fantasy football? You know, I I did for like six years or something, okay. but this year I I just I didn't. I think because um. I think because now gambling's legal, okay, and, so, you and just... so like you can you can bet on sports now, and so I felt like my temptation and experience of fantasy football <laughs> would fundamentally change uh, now that it's probably geared toward people to do like microtransactions and yeah. stuff. Like the sense. same way that I last year, you two are probably the only people I can talk to about this who might be interested in this. Uh, last Great. year, for the first time in my entire life, I bought an original Xbox. So oh hell yeah! I had a PlayStation and a PlayStation 2. I, like, I had Sega Genesis when I was really young, and then a PlayStation, and then a PlayStation 2. Mm -hmm. And then I just stopped. And so, yeah. like, whenever I go back and play video games, it's like Battlefront 2 or something. <laughs> oh, I so bought, good, though. I bought an Xbox for the sole purpose of playing a Nice Little Republic, which I'd never yes. played before in my entire life, which is... What I then found out, uh, an RPG. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a surprise! Wait, wait, so, so did you not know what kind of game it was? No, here's what happened. I was, one night, just, this happens every now and then, I was just overloaded with music stuff, and I mm -hmm. needed to go online and just type something into the search bar. It had nothing to do with music, so I just typed in Star Wars video games, and I found a top 50 list or something. Mm -hmm. And... I was like, oh, Battlefront's got to be number one, right? And it wasn't. Knights of the Old Republic was. And I was like, well, this guy's calling that the best Star Wars video game. Mm -hmm. I like Star Wars, and I don't play video games a lot, but when I need to unwind, it'd be good to experience something yeah. new. So I went out and found in local Craigslist, there was just a guy selling an Xbox with Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. So, so I picked that up, and I got that. And then I found out what an RPG video game was. <laughs> and then I found out it ran on the D20 system, which I... I got so into the game that I was online, like, Googling how the D20 system works and <laughs> understanding, like, the different classes and the categories of, mm -hmm. of, of stuff and uh, d attack bonus armor class. And, uh, and, Guy Fieri called me. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, and all and all that stuff. And, and, uh, and it was like... I can't believe people have been enjoying this since 2002 and didn't tell me about it. You know? <laughs> I, what's also great about it is I wasn't phased by the graphics at all because I hadn't played a video game that made since 2005. Like, oh yeah, this is normal. So to me, it was totally normal. I was like, yeah, that looks like Tony Hawk 4. <laughs> That's fine. I'm I'm down with this. And <laughs> uh, I I have not played Knights of the Old Republic, but I do own it. On my Kindle. Nice. <laughs> because... No, really? Yeah, so I got a... I don't know why I got a Kindle, but I got a Kindle. And I have Amazon Prime, and they just have free games on with Amazon Prime. Like, Goat Simulator and Knights of the Old Republic. It's just huh. free. I didn't have to buy it. I was just like, cool. And I haven't touched it, and it's probably not great in that version. But, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, sure on an Xbox, waiting. like it was intended... Like, just as good as it probably ever was. Yeah. Sounds so strange. You on can do it on your phone, too. Like, Yeah, and I, I would be absolutely mind-boggled if I saw a dude on his Kindle that all of a sudden 
he turns it and starts like playing. <laughs> I, I I would be yeah, baffled by it. I think it. that that game's kind of long, and I think that the in 2018, I think mm-hmm. the optimal way to play games like that are probably PC through mm-hmm. what is it, Steam? Yeah, yeah, something. that sounds right. Yeah, because because uh, I know that they have like graphics mods and stuff that can can make it look cool, but. Uh, but I don't have a PC. Yeah, I've never you. played right. a game on my computer before. But the cool thing about the original Xbox is it's not hooked up to the internet at all. So yes. no one knows I'm playing that <laughs> at Microsoft. And it's not phoning home to anywhere. It's not plugged into a cable. And, yeah. and there's no microtransactions. <laughs> and there's no whatever the new Battlefront got in trouble for. Loot boxes or yep. loot crates. or loot, yep. loot crates like a sponsor of podcasts, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's it probably could be. good. Everything. It, 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 yeah, it, it, it's loot boxes and those microtransactions. Yeah, we gotta go yeah. to our sponsor. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't have. I don't have it in me to be funny. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. You were totally fine at work. I thought. I'm good. Uh, you're I'm really good. out of it. It's all those trips to the post office. <laughs> <laughs> If only there was an easier way. Jordan, have you been sleeping well? That's what I'm worried about. Oh, uh, what? Do I need a new pillow? I, I don't think so. What's behind that mini fridge, Jim? Oh, sh- wait, girl. it's not a mini fridge. It's... No, I don't. I can't do it. It's, a, it's a blue apron. We're spoofing it to him. He's just spitting up all over himself, which is also a thing that Jordan would do. God. Yeah, the so that Harmontown story. There is a second half to that too. Is it? Okay. I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've told you guys this yet. I've never heard it. Well, okay. So what happened after the show was they had me stick around to like, talk into the camera some more. Yeah. And, uh, and Dan's wife at the or girlfriend at the time, Aaron, gave me like a pile of Harmontown stuff and. Uh, and they gave me like a picture and I had her and Spencer and Jeff sign it and it was really, it was awesome. After the show, uh, they, the after party was going to be at Robert's Western World, which was like, it's the, it's probably the coolest. that are cowboys, the Western World? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, robots playing guitar and playing steel. <laughs> so oh, like Chuck E. Cheese's. <laughs> yes. Like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Like Chucky, but the mouse looks kind of like Merle Haggard, but yeah, uh, it's just one of the cooler places on Broadway, downtown mm-hmm. Nashville, which is when you see pictures of Nashville and all that. It's the main neon lights, right? it's the main drag, yeah. And uh, and as someone who lives there, I never go down there unless I have to. It's the thing you go to like three times and it's cool and you get yeah. it and then you don't have to. It's, it's the tourist place. Absolutely very touristy, uh, but it's a cool place to hit if you're coming to Nashville for the first time or second time or third time, so uh, they want to go. Time, Fourth time you probably had enough, unless yeah. you have like a drinking problem. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they wanted to go to Robert's Western World. At this time, this was 2013. I was 20 years old. I wasn't 21 yet. So I went down there, and uh, and the bouncer at the door turned me away. He wouldn't let me go in there. Mm-hmm. So I went through the back alley, through the back door of the place, wearing someone else's jacket. <laughs> Like, there was another guy there who had been to the show, and he lent me his jacket for the purpose of anonymity. Okay. Went through there, came in through the back door, and hung out all night. And the bouncer was, like, walking back and forth, and I was, like, strategically aligning myself yeah. 180 from him. And um, and I remember I was, like, sitting next to Spencer, who was the dungeon master mm-hmm. in town. At that point, he had only known those guys for a few months. Now he has season three TV show online yep. called Harmon Quest and a podcast called Master Manual, which is all about. I started TV. listening to that recently. It's actually really good. I, I like it. I think it's fun to listen to. And 
Um, and I remember sitting next to him and being like, man, this is kind of freaky. I'm only 20 and there's like this bouncer. I'm afraid he's going to kick me out. And Spencer was just there and he was like, man, you know, if it just, if it happens, it happens. And, uh, and just enjoy yourself either way. It was like some like <laughs> short sage words of wisdom. It was just like rolling off his brain. I'm sure he wasn't even thinking about anything, but, I, but it, going on to like hear Spencer on these other projects, it's like. Yeah, he really does just cut to the important parts of things. <laughs> yeah. and like, so I just enjoyed myself. It was fun. And afterward, this was the crazy part is Jeff was on Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm -hmm. and the reboot, right? No, no, he was on the um. Uh, he's on the original, wasn't he? he? UK one? Not UK, but he oh, was just on the Drew Carey. He was fourth chair on Drew Carey. Like he rotated. Okay. It was him, Brad Sherwood, mm -hmm. some other yeah. people. Uh, okay. One of those other people was Chip Eston. and so he's friends with Chip Eston. Chip Eston at the time was Deacon on the show Nashville. So okay. he lived in, and I think lives in Nashville. And so Jeff called up Chip, and Chip came and and hung out, and then. Me, Chip, and Jeff rode in Chip's car from Robert's Western World to a different honky-tonk to do karaoke <laughs> together. Oh, wow. So me, Jeff, and Chip sang karaoke together. I sang John Denver. They went up there, and, and they did two-part harmony on an old country ballad. As good as I've ever heard. They were amazing <laughs> at it. It was pretty sweet. And, uh, and, and that, was, that was insane, having pictures of that night and like realizing the next day when I woke up like that actually happened I actually woke up the next day and missed class uh, because we were out till like 4 a.m. because you were 20 yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I didn't miss class very much I I that it was an expensive college it's not worth <laughs> um so that that was the second part of that night so because of that I <laughs> I got to sing karaoke with Chip and Jeff which nice. was uh, those those stories? I feel like I can brag about because I'm not in the Hollywood, LA <laughs> right. acting thing. I don't think like you, that's, you, you, I'm you, just a fan, and that was a crazy. You, thing you're not experience. trying to make anything out of it. You're just happy. happy and you're the cool. only guys that care about that. Because when that's I'm in Nashville, if I say wild to me, well, I hung out with Jeff Davis after Harmontown, and they're like, I don't know any of those words. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Davis, the Confederate president, no. <laughs> No, different Jeff Davis. Uh, so speaking of in. another name that is a name thing, I'm going to get the last Portland thing out of the way. Okay. I'll I do Portland stuff for another eight hours if you guys want to. That will be a separate podcast that will never show. Well, it'll be a mini-series. Yeah. So you have worked with a lot of different musicians while you've been in Nashville. You've gone and you've done tours and you've accompanied them. You've done a lot with different musicians, big names. But you also for a while were with a guy named Josh Thompson, right? Yeah, that was, that made things so confusing. I almost sent some just insane texts to the boss that I had at the time because <laughs> in my phone it was like, Josh Thompson, Josh Thompson, and then I had to eventually like change one of them. And so, so, so to uh, explain this, we had a friend that we went to school with Josh Thompson. Right. And Josh Thompson, the guy who we went to school cool. with, his birth name is Joshua Thompson. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh and the in two thousand nine I was in my blue Buick LeSaber riding back from NCG after having seen Probably like Your Highness or something. <laughs> what a pull from the director of Halloween yeah. in theaters now. And, what a pull. Uh, and we were riding back, and there was a song on the radio called Beer on the Table, and 
Afterward, the DJ was like, and that was Josh Thompson with Beer on the Table, and Josh was in the back seat and was like, yes! <laughs> and that's the Dude. first that I ever knew that there was like a country singer, Josh Thompson, and my friend, Josh Thompson. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I, 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 I have a question. So, so you met the country singer, Josh Thompson. Is he anything like our friend? Because that would be truly insane to me. Because jo our friend Josh is a very specific guy. I can't think of a more different person. <laughs> okay, okay, good. So at least the world is balancing itself out. There was one Josh Thompson, he was split in twain. Part was sent to Nashville, part was sent to Michigan. No, no, Josh, Josh Thompson, our friend, is someone who uh, is interested in thinking very large ideas and uh, he likes the idea of like what Elon Musk is doing with Tesla and he likes Magic the Gathering and video games. And I, I think he's definitely he wouldn't mind being like lumped into the kind of like nerdy crowd who likes techie things like that. Josh Thompson, the artist, is into hunting deer mm -hmm. and Merle Haggard and uh, in camo under armor and stuff so very very different people it wasn't hard to get them you know separate from each other how does he feel about wearing like silk shirts and pajamas as casual day wear i have never seen josh thompson the country artist in a silk shirt or pajamas okay. that, would, that would be quite a show though like yeah. i mean country guys have been known for crazier outfits than that i think that the most excited i saw him get about clothes was when we were in Milwaukee and we all went to Duluth Trading Company. <laughs> that, that's fair. That um, makes some good, sh good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I went to that store and I wanted to get something because I was like, oh, this is probably really well-made stuff. And uh, a, a Wisconsin small is an everywhere else large. <laughs> <laughs> I did not find anything that wow. uh, quite fit the curves of my body. Socks. Socks. I, I, I got a pair of socks for Christmas once. They were real good socks. Cool. I'll have to keep that in mind then. I uh, I wasn't in need of socks at the time, but I think it's about time I got some. Uh, good news is we're actually sponsored by Duluth Trading Company <laughs> Socks this episode. That'd and you'll go home with a free pair. That would be a really good sponsor. I don't know what we could offer them. I don't know what about us would be interesting to them that they'd want I mean, any of that. It's pleasure, man. Spread the brand. That's true. You know, we, we do all that stuff. We, uh, we You guys are an international podcast. That's, that is true. Um, Listen, I was happy that someone outside of Michigan listened to it. I was genuinely overjoyed to hear that yeah. you listened to us and actually liked it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and because I use a VPN, it might show up as me being in like Norway or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <too. laughs> uh, wow. So, this was not a very serious-centric episode, which is great. Uh, let's check in with it real quick. Uh, yeah, cereal. Was it good? I said it was made good. I genuinely good. think this was the best thing we've eaten on this podcast. Wild. It's it was really good. It was it fulfilled everything I wanted from a breakfast cereal and also actually tasted good. I didn't realize how things taste when they're that sugary and over processed. Mm -hmm. And it is such a stark contrast to eat something that's good. I enjoy the fact that it is possible to become full. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, 
Because normally we can do like endless bowls on the podcast. I did yeah. three. I, bowls. I had to stop. I did a bowl each of the monster cereals, and then afterwards I went and got checkers. I ate two of these. And then Long John Silver's, <laughs> and then KFC, and then I, 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 and then I grabbed a duck from a pond. Yeah, and then it was lunchtime. <laughs> I ate two bowls of this. I'm only kind of thinking about stopping on the way home to get something I, to eat. I, I do want to bring up my favorite thing from the back of the the bag. It says yeah. cereal, granola. You decide. <laughs> so let's all decide. I I'll say this is cereal. This is more cereal, cereal than the granola we had with the palmers. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna split my answer. The, the the cocoa one is cereal, cereal. and yeah. the the regular one is granola. granola. I, I, I can I see feel that. on that one too. Yeah, I thought about getting like granola because usually what usually what I do is get granola. But when I saw this, I was like, you know what? This is definitely more of a cereal mm -hmm. type of substance. Like it's not, uh, it doesn't require work to chew or anything. Like that's the yeah. thing about granola is like it's like rocks yeah. sometimes. This also didn't get terribly soggy. I'm used to cereals with like three minutes to finish it. Like this. Is pretty good sitting for a minute. Yeah, that's the biggest difference to me between rice and corn checks is like corn checks have more structure to them and rice checks will get kind of soggy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I, I usually eat my cereal, I put the, the milk in a glass, and this time I went, I, I put the milk right in that bowl, and it was good. It was a good time. It was a good experience. So do you do uh, bite a dry drink of milk? Yeah, yep. And that's the weird way I've been all my life. And I can see so that working. It, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to re like one thing that I always do, and this is like a fault. I need to get better at this is I'll pour the amount of cereal in that I want. And then regardless of the size of the bowl, I just fill it with milk until it looks like it's reaching the top. <laughs> and so and what ends up happening is I just like, I'm left trying to hunt for the last few specks of it in like a bunch mm -hmm. of milk. Yeah. And so I'm trying to get better about like... You gotta adopt the slurp, my dude. Yeah, I'm trying to get better about the milk technique of like fill it up with the amount of cereal that I want. Get just enough milk in it so that you can kind of start to see the milk and then stir yeah. it around and then you have a good... A yeah. good like ratio. Jordan's an alien, and one time when he had to pour like a normal person, <laughs> he put milk first and then put cereal on top. It was looking at it, trying to figure out why it didn't add up correctly. What? So, isn't it my bro my brother came on and he just like adds like a bunch of milk, like, yeah, excessive amounts. I mean, I think your brother said he really wants to drink his cereal. Yeah, yeah, we're we're opposites in that way. It's very interesting to see the split on that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think that we're getting ready to wrap up. This is the first time I've really been able to ask this with an amount of sincerity. Is there anything you want to plug, Jim? Yeah, definitely. Um, if you are into, uh, playing a musical instrument, then you can YouTube me. Uh, go to YouTube and search Jim Lil, and you'll find something probably for you. If you just want to see, like, entertainment from me, then... I think the best thing for people who aren't like country guitar nerds would be search episode twenty seven Harmontown. Well, episode twenty seven <laughs> Harmontown is definitely cool, but go on YouTube, search Jim Lil growing up, and I did a cover of a Blink one eighty two song yes, two I years ago, that. and I had some of my friends in the video, and and that one was really fun. And I think that people can just enjoy that, and they don't have to know what like a telecaster pickup is or something but also if you don't want any more portland content avoid that specifically <laughs> that is the most portland content i think could exist yes shot in portland michigan with portland people and uh yeah that was fun that was really fun i'm glad i got to do that like sometimes i'll go back and look at that and think like this is 
I'm glad I got to capture that moment in time because we were in high school before video on cell phones was like a... Before YouTube was a common everyday well, thing. definitely before HD cameras on cell phones yeah, happened. Yeah. So, like, the couple of videos I do have from back then are, like, 180p, pixely, yeah. kind of, yes. and the audio's horrible. And so it's nostalgic, but it doesn't really capture, like, what actually did things look like in our high school? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what color were the walls? I don't remember. <laughs> If only someone would have gotten yeah. Bite Week on video. Yeah, that that literally would have cool. changed our lives. Man, I don't know if you guys have this or if this is just me, but I have recurring dreams. Like yes. once a week or something yes. where I'm in high school. Yep. I know I'm graduated, mm -hmm. but I still haven't studied for the exam, and I still go back to my locker and my books are in it. Yeah. Like, I don't know All why I keep having that. I guess maybe a lot of people have that because it's like a place where a lot of memories are made, but... That always freaks me out because I'll wake up and I'll feel like, God dang it, I didn't study any science this semester. <laughs> the only reason I would have that happen is I slept so much in class in yeah. high school that my body just assumes, you're sleeping, you must be in school. Yeah, I definitely fell asleep a couple times. The one time I got in trouble for it was in uh, Hank Spa's class freshman year because apparently she'd mark me absent until like my arm flopped over to the side <laughs> or something because I was in like a back row. Okay. She wasn't happy. She wasn't happy about a lot of stuff I did. Jim Niebling. I had Jim Niebling twice a day senior year. And, I have a story after this. Uh, I had him third hour, had him fifth hour. I had fourth hour and lunch in between. Fell asleep during both classes. Sat in the front row of both classes. Fell asleep every day, both of them. And one day he has enough. And he like slams the table. And he just is... Look at him, he's like, I don't understand how you can sleep in my fifth hour when I've already seen you sleeping in my third. And I just turned to him, and I remember just having like a real sleepy look on, his face, on my face. I'm just like, I'm just real tired, Mr. Neebling. <laughs> yeah, having to get up and go to school at 7 a.m. is a bummer. But uh, Jim, Jim Neebling was our math teacher. And, and also a tuba player in a clown band. Okay, and... The tuba playing it comes into this. So Ooh. he played tuba at Michigan State University, yeah. Spartan Brass. Uh, one day, I was following a guy named Andy Bobro on Twitter. Andy Bobro wrote on Community. He wrote on Malcolm in the Middle. He wrote on Last Man on Earth. And Dang. he wrote on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. All shows that have been canceled. Uh, <laughs> all shows that are good. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. cool. Uh, I, like, I love Malcolm in the Middle. I love Community. And he posted, he's a Spartan fan, he went to MSU, and he posted something about, like, his, he changed his profile picture to, like, a tuba for a day. And I oh. tweeted at him, do you, my math teacher in Portland High School was Jim Niebling. Do you know Jim Niebling? And he was like, Jim was my roommate. We had many oh a drunk my, night at Max Bar. Oh, my God! That's Niebling's so roommate good. wrote on Malcolm in Community in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's... That might be the craziest enabling fact I've heard, this and there's a lot of them. I need in my life. Oh, that's Thank very you. good. Blew my mind, and I, I just. <sighs> I don't know how Niebling never brought that up at any point because that's the coolest thing. I guess maybe he did not care what we thought. Maybe, yeah, to him it's like, what, TV show? What's TV? Yeah, I no, know. I 100% would believe Jim Niebling doesn't own a television. Yeah. And if he does, it doesn't turn on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh until they God. make the community novelization, then probably not going to be on his radar. But Yeah. Yeah, that blew my mind. That just how specific? Like they'd have to be the same age, play the same instrument, go to the same college, yeah. and be roommates. Like, 
And they were roommates. <laughs> and they went to Max Bar a lot, which is yeah. now like a, where all the hard rock bands play. Oh, these, I uh, I went to Max Bar like a month ago. It's yeah. great. The ceiling tiles are falling that, off. Max, it's so good. Max Bar is the only actual venue I've been booked at. <laughs> like, I've played at houses and like basements and stuff, but that's the only one where I've had tickets that had my band's name on. Nice. It was Max Bar. Yeah, and I that's think so I, <laughs> I think Man. I remember like eight years ago seeing the Forever the Sickest Kids play there. <laughs> And that's like and there's the, like ten people in that band, so yeah. and yeah, so that's half the <laughs> half the crowd. Oh wow! Yeah, this episode could probably go on forever. Yeah, it, it really wow. could. I am genuinely having such a good time talking to you, but I don't know. Is that the theme for season three? Uh, movie length episodes? Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we're we're looking, you know, just over. I mean, we're not at a feature length film yet, but we're definitely like kids short, movie. Kids movie. Um, We're gonna like a Rugrats in Paris. Kinda. Yeah, this is our Rugrats in Paris episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, I was I was Chucky. I was the giant reptile from Euro Reptile Land. All right, and I'm Colin's hot dog. Favorite Rugrats character, Colin's hot dog. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.